and Mine Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time, so we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood history. My name is Corey. And my name is Jeff. Man, Corey, it's been a really long time. How are you doing? <laughs> it's been a while. I think our last uh, episode we released before Christmas. We did. I don't know. Did, how, what'd you feel about that Christmas episode, Corey? I mean, it was it was fun to do, but, uh, you know. <laughs> it was super fun to do. I don't know how it came off. Did you think it was funny? I, th- I mean, I hope people saw it as like a wacky sort of spoof on, uh, you know, celebrity cash grabs at uh, holiday specials. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Corey, well, it's time for us to jump into the Switch the Envelope news. There are rumors. It's that not a rumor anymore. It's not a rumor anymore. It's confirmed now that yeah. N- NBC. NBC. NBC is g- greenlit uh, development of a Quantum Leap reboot. Woohoo! Oh, add some crowd noise to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's super exciting now here's the thing our nerd brains super excited that it's happening but we just i mean we're not gonna get al we're probably not gonna it'll get... be al but it'll be a female al it'll be a different al they know it's gonna be a female al i think oh well that's cool and it's going to be probably not scott bacula it won't be scott bacula it's not gonna be, be it's not gonna be dr sam beckett although it might be sam beckett I, I hope they go with your idea that you pitched then with, uh, or the, the, I think we talked about this on a, on a previous episode where like, it's still Dr. Sam Beckett, but it's Samantha Beckett, his daughter. But you wouldn't, I don't think they'd do two females. If they do Sam Beckett, Samantha Beckett, they would do a male Al. Maybe. It's, I mean, it, it's interesting. Uh, I, either way, I'm excited about the reboot. Unfortunately, it'll probably be like a Peacock exclusive, and I don't, I don't have a Peacock. That, don't just get Peacock. That, I get so what? frustrated with people that are like, on. I'm not going to get, I'm well, not going to spend the $4. I look, the, I look at the lineup, and right now the only thing that is intriguing for Peacock is Ye- uh, Yellowstone. Uh, it's worth it to watch the four seasons. And you don't like Saved by the Bell? I do like Saved by the Bell, but do I like it enough to pay for the entire service to just no, watch that one show? No, but you now have Yellowstone and Saved by the Bell. I know. I'm not that interested in... In uh, Yellowstone, I will watch it if we get the service, but like, eh. it's not en- not enough to buy the service. Is what but I'm also, saying. Peacock has everything on NBC. I'm not going to sell more Peacock. Fuck, fuck that. But I like Peacock. I have it. Get it. We're going to move on. We're going to do our game for this evening. Oh, a fun game. The game is brought to you by Montgomery Ward. <laughs> Go to Montgomery Ward and get yourself some brand new cookware. America's favorite cookware, Farberware. <laughs> <laughs> Farberware. Oh, that was my favorite uh, favorite part about that uh, holiday special was all of the discontinued uh, companies uh, that were ad tie-ins. And Corey's Laugh, brought to you by Sizzling. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna play a game. We're gonna play a game, Corey. It's exciting. It's a it's a soft it's a soft reboot of Switch exactly. the Envelope. We're gonna but we're gonna get in with a game. It's kind of a game. It's more okay. of an opinion. It's a it's a conversation starter. Oh, icebreakers. Icebreakers. Ah. Something that corporate companies use in a meeting. Yeah, it's time you know for movie-themed icebreakers. Cool, I like that. There you go, man. Again, Ooh, maybe add, I'll make a theme song just, this yeah, weekend. Just add, add a little bit of uh, you know, a trilly 80s guitar. I'm going to put in a theme song. Right? Something kind of like uh <laughs> something like kind of like Cinovations. Sure. Sure, yeah. It's a great theme song. I love Cinovations. It's my I play favorite, it in the car. It's, it's my favorite theme song. 
It's time for the game to start. It's time for the game to start. I'm switching on the load. It's time for the game to start. Okay, so first of all, number one thing. Okay, we're going to play everybody Would You Rather, inspired by the kids' TV show on Disney Channel. There's a Would You Rather on on Disney Channel? Yeah. Oh, okay. Coop and Cammy Ask the World. Okay. I'm a move, Number I'm a one, right would now. you rather would you rather watch hmm. Netflix or Hulu? Oh. That is such a tough choice, Jeff. Not for me. I'm going Netflix all the way. Netflix all the way. Hulu is a is just not my thing. See, Hulu helps me stay current with like broadcast television. I don't have regular channel stuff. Yeah. But like Netflix I feel is the it's the occasional nugget of gold, right? That that drops maybe once a month, twice a month at the at the tops. And then the rest of it is just scrolling through mindless. I don't want to watch any of this stuff. So your answer would be but the original programming on Netflix, I think, is far superior to Hulu. So if I had to cancel one, I'd probably cancel Hulu. Okay, so Corey and I both choose Netflix. Yeah. We will wait for your check in the mail, Netflix. Let us know which uh, of these services you would select by hitting us up on our Twitter, at Switch Envelope, or our Instagram, at Switch the Envelope. Okay, Corey, this is a good one. I love this one. Okay. Okay. Would you rather be a contestant in the Squid Game... Or in the Hunger Games? Oh, shit. So, Squid Games or the Hunger Games, which would you rather be a contestant? Either way, the odds are not in our favor, Jeff. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the odds are better, actually, in the Hunger Games because there's fewer kids. (laughs) Right? You you have like a one uh, one in 24 chance. But in Squid Game, there's like 496 contestants. Like, your odds are low. Real low. Uh, one in 496. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to be specific. But, Jeff, I don't think I have the survival skills and, like, mental fortitude to, like, take lives like The Hunger Games. Like I, I think I would not be able to just like bludgeon somebody or shoot him with a arrow or hit him with an axe or something. Like I, I don't know that I would have that in me. I would probably, you know, try to evade most of that game the way that um you know Hamich did when he won his uh games, you know. Nerd alert. Um <laughs> just hide out until you're like the last one standing. But I, I think I would probably have a better chance at completing the Squid Game games. Did you see Squid Game? I did. Okay. The majority of the Squid Game games. I don't know. This is really tough. It's like that that uh, glass bridge thing. Oh, man. That's all I'm thinking about right now is, is the glass bridge. Real fucked. The glass bridge is, it, I feel like every other part of that game is like, you can think like, yeah, I could see where I could win. The glass bridge, it's fucked, man. That whole fucking scene, that whole scene is just like awful. Yeah. Red light, green light, I think I probably could have been okay with. Uh, I would have hung out sort of middle back of the pack probably uh, so that I could stop earlier and make sure I, I fucking froze. 
Uh, I think I probably could have passed that one. Tug of War would have been a bitch. Yeah. To, to try to... Tug of War would have been a pain in the ass to try to... It really depended on, on your, your group. The Marbles game was really fucked. I don't know. Yeah, maybe... maybe simply for the odds, 1 to 12, uh, Hunger Games. Okay, I would say probably Hunger Games. I think Squid Game is the scariest shit. Yeah, it, it just progressively gets less about whether or not you can accomplish the the simple game and more about them just fucking with you to try to kill you. Yeah, I think the the glass game showed them that. Yeah, it, it's not it's not about like the person trying to play the kid game. Yeah, because there's nothing about the glass game that you No, it's just have, brutal. It's just yeah, fucking brutal. Because they even change it so you can't even see the it, it's just Oh, they awful. shut off the lights on oh, yeah. yeah, it's the whole thing. Let's not spoil all of Squid Game. Although I'm pretty sure everybody saw Squid Game. <laughs> like, it was another one of those TV phenomenons that uh, everybody watched because <laughs> we're all at home. Okay. Which cast would you rather be a part of? Hmm. Would you rather be a part of the cast of Friends or would you rather be a part of the cast of Big Bang Theory? Hmm. I'm going to go first. Okay, you go. And say that I would... Oh, by the way, this is in real life. So if they were a real life group of people not if they're not if not as an actor okay because if it was an actor i mean it would, it would be both both ways it wouldn't really matter if you because, wanted to be a part of their group yeah, in real life in real life so okay. if they were a real group of people you know like the people inside the box that you're watching on tv which would you rather be a part of which group of friends for me i would say um Big Bang Theory, because they seem like they have the most fun because they are professors at Caltech. Excuse me, scientists at Caltech. And all they have to do is sit around all day and do experiments and hang out with their friends and eat Thai food. Yeah, I mean, for the apartment selection alone, friends, right? They get the edge because they're living in New York in a rent-controlled apartment that is dope. (laughs) Like Monica and then eventually Chandler's uh, apartment is like, penthouse awesome it's eclectic that's the coolest apartment in new york i guarantee that doesn't exist (laughs) nothing like that truly exists. yes but so that that would be a cool like place to live right because essentially you would live with either like in joey and chandler's apartment or you'd live in monica's apartment right or i I guess you wouldn't necessarily have you could live in ross's apartment and be his roommate or something he has a pretty cool apartment too but i don't know the friends people are more varied. So like if you're tired of one kind of energy, you can skip around to very different energies with with the other ones. I would think the other group is more varied. You've got Penny, who's got... Penny is varied. Penny's varied. She's not like any of them. You've got... But every scene with all of the nerds doing nerd things, when they do their nerd game things, it's all just this heightened, out-nerd everybody energy that I feel I I would feel very insecure I think that being in a group of nerds who are all geniuses and having to deal with somebody in real life like Sheldon as my friend yeah. would make me crazy. Yeah, it would drive me it would drive me nuts and I would always feel inferior to them. A follow up to that, Jeff, real quick. Friends cast as your friends or how I met your mother friends as your friends? I would still go with friends cast because I think how I met your mother is a knockoff of I'm just Friends. saying, though that group of people in real life, just the same scenario, 
Which ones are you hanging out with? Ted annoys the shit out of me. Ted would be annoying, but the rest of that cast, I would absolutely I would hang, hang out, out with Barney anytime. every night. Barney and Robin, I, I would no, be fast okay, wait, friends wait, wait. Let's with Let's make all this more, a little more specific. Let's make this a little more specific. Barney hanging out with or Chandler and Joey? Who are you hanging out with? Ooh. Chandler and Joey. I'm hanging out with Chandler and Joey, man. Yeah. I think they're cooler to hang out with. I think Barney's kind of a dick. They'd be more low-key, for sure. Yeah. Bar- Barney's got some high energy all the time, and he's yeah. only focused on like one thing, and that would get annoying after a while. Yeah. So yeah. I'm definitely going to hang out with uh, the Friends cast still. All right. No, that's good. Okay, fine. Who are you dating? Rachel or Robin? Robin. Really? Yeah. Okay. Ra- Rachel's like, she's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she is. Like I said, man, she really can get under your skin. Okay, last one, Corey. All right, here we go. Would you rather be in a Tony Award-winning Broadway musical or in an Academy Award-winning Hollywood movie? So you're pulling at both both sides of my uh, my media. That's the point of this here. game. Mm-hmm. I'll let you think about it, and I will say that for me, I think I know exactly where you're going. <laughs> I actually would like. I would rather be in a Tony Award-winning Broadway play. Oh, I did not expect that. Or Broadway you. musical. Because I actually think it's more fun, it's more exciting to do a performance every night. It's more exciting. It it's is. more of a, a rush Absolutely. to do a live performance every night and get to continue to do it. Um, Eight shows a week. Yeah, live shows. Do, I, that's more of excitement to me. Um, the, the Hollywood performance is one and done. You run your lines, yeah. it's done, you walk off, and then, yeah, you get your Academy Award, which is great, but you don't get to continue to do that show. The live performance, live theater, is a unique experience that is an adrenaline rush like no other. When you're on stage and you're, everything's clicking and everybody's hitting their cues and the audience is great, there's nothing else like that. Acting in front of a movie camera is a little more sterile of an environment. Right or it can't it can be more of a sterile environment because it's like you're you're doing a comedy and you don't know nobody's laughing, but maybe you know like the crew has seen you do forty takes of this thing, it's no longer funny to them. Uh, you really don't know if it's working anymore. You start to have some doubt. I'm, I I would suppose. I think what it boils down to is an Oscar movie would live on forever, and so while I would probably enjoy the process of being in a Tony award-winning musical, I would be more rewarded by something that I've done, being able to reach millions and millions of people and live on for generations. I would actually say that Academy Award-winning movies are not always living on forever. They don't always, and that's the whole fucking crux of this show. (laughs) I think most of the time, nobody fucking cares about the Academy Award winners. But if it's, I mean, if it's, it'll probably land on a bunch of movie lists, Podcasts will be talking about that movie at some point. You know, people will be driven to it, and the reach is ultimately bigger than the Broadway reach because they they live on longer. They live like it's it's imprinted. It's a it's but a you, record. But, you're, but you got to remember that, that you are the the Broadway the Broadway experience and the Broadway world is its own world in itself. So people who yeah. <clears throat> go to Broadway shows and people that are into Broadway know the Broadway stars. If you're not into it, it's just like the art world. People who yes. are in the art world Absolutely. know the art 
the artists and know who's the up-and-comers and the people who have been there, the people who have won awards. If you're not in the art world, you don't know them. And yes. sometimes that's actually better. The person who has won a Tony, a Tony and the person that is, that is um, doing well, they can go out and get a Coke. And nobody <laughs> and nobody harasses them. The person that's got won an Academy Award, they can't go down the street without getting a thousand people taking their picture and trying to take selfies with them. This is, is a valid argument that the fame that might come with that sort of level would suck. Yeah, and then what sucks even more is when that fame is sort of receded, but not receded enough where you're you're still famous, but you're not famous enough to have a bodyguard. But you're, you know what I'm saying, like. <laughs> yeah. You're still famous enough to have stalkers, but you're not famous enough to actually need a bodyguard. Yeah, that that would suck. But I, I do think that the idea that the best performance I would ever do in that that play on Broadway would only be seen by a few thousand people. My best performance would only be seen by a few thousand people in that theater. Yeah, but that's not... My best performance on the film would maybe be seen not. for generations. Yeah, but maybe it's not. Maybe your film. Yeah, it's all in the hands of the editor. Yeah, maybe and the on that, that film, you you maybe look at that film and go, "This is trash." Well, see, but if it's, I'm I'm saying if it's the same caliber, right? Because we're winning awards for it. Yeah, but just it's, because it's you high won, high caliber, just because you won an award for it, doesn't mean you believe that it's your best work. That's true. There's, I, I, I would say that in the if, music, if I made art, I would want it to reach. I would I would want it to be. Something that was multi generational, and, and um, you sort of like be able to impact a, a larger swath of people. I think one of the benefits of being on Broadway is that you don't have to watch yourself. <laughs> you can do valid. your performance. You can get your standing ovation. You can get your Tony Award, but yeah. you don't ever have to watch yourself like people who are in Academy Awards. Unless, unless they, they have do to watch a, yourself. Unless they do a PBS version. <laughs> True. All right, guys. Well. Um, that's been our game. Would you rather? That's been our game. Would, would, you, rather? would you rather? Corey, why don't you take us out of our show? Before before we actually sign off for the episode, we want to do something special for you, Switches, out there. <clears throat> we are going to have a contest. We want you to go on your social media platforms. Go to Twitter, at Switch Envelope, or Instagram, at Switch The Envelope, and follow us first. Then we want you to go to your favorite place to listen to us and leave us a review. Once you leave that review, we want you to screenshot that, and we want you to send it to us through your favorite social media platform. But very specifically, there's a key word that we want you to put in the review to prove that you wrote because you listened right now. And that word, Corey. The mystery word. What is that word? That word is banana hammock. Banana hammock. Okay. All right. So the last time we did a contest, it was that, you know, we're no yodeling pickle. Now you've got to work into your review the word banana hammock. I guess that's two words. <laughs> the two, the two I words. I don't know, is it? Banana hammock. <laughs> you got to work that in there. Be creative. I want to see how creative you can get with the word banana hammock. We'll put more details on, on social media about yeah, it. Yeah, definitely check, check back for more details. Uh, we'll probably let it run for maybe a month or so. And at the end of it, we'll select a random winner who has all three criteria and we'll send you a $40 digital gift certificate to Fandango so you can purchase your own movie tickets. Woohoo! A digital gift certificate? Yay! Yeah! So your next movie is on us here at Switch the Envelope. All right, well. Exciting. Banana hammock. 
Oh. <laughs> it just came to me. Banana hammock. That's that's going to be a tough one. I mean, you could literally just go five stars, banana hammock. And here's the thing. If you're going to leave us a two-star review and then write banana hammock, you're not winning this shit. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. It's five stars, banana hammock. Uh, I mean, that could be it if you'd like. But, I mean, like I said, get creative with it. That's a fun I a think fun you should phrase. leave us a review. I think a review is Yeah, leave us a review with the word banana hammock somewhere in there. To prove that you listen to this episode. Because what we won't do is on social media tell you what this keyword is. You have to listen to this episode. Okay, Corey. I think it's time to let everybody go. It's time for us to get going. Uh, this was a wonderful episode. We are glad you joined us here. And did you put out our social media, Corey? I've said it a couple times, but you know, Twitter, at Switch Envelope, and Instagram, at Switch the Envelope. Of course, you can go to switchtheenvelope.com for all your Switch the Envelope needs. Like and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. I think that's I think that pretty much is, that's probably the cleanest I've ever gotten through that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us and we will see you next time on Switch the Envelope. See you later, switches. Switch the Envelope was written by Jeff and Corey. Switch the Envelope was produced by Rick Lab Productions. Switch the Envelope was mixed by Jeff at Studio 85.